Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Yeah, I always um, think of the phrase learn by doing. And so it's like you just have to like dive in and do and like know you're going to make mistakes, but that's okay. Like you have to do it and learn it and like grow from it. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for everybody who um, just clicked on this podcast. Um, this is Olivia. And before we get into um, this episode, I just wanted to take a second to see if you haven't yet, if you could just um, swipe on out of this episode really quick, um, head on over to our Salt and Pepper podcast on iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't yet. And even if you did a long time ago, you can also leave us another review. We would love to hear any of your guys' thoughts on the show. If you are here for the first time, we would love it if you listened to this episode and then just gave us some feedback. Um, Lisa and I love to hear from you guys and it would really just mean the world to us. It really helps us out to get some amazing guests on the show like we have today. Um, And yeah, so if you haven't, head on over to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate and review. All right, we love you guys, and let's get into the show. Well, no, this is not our intro. Two. Oh my god. Two, two, two. No, no. <laughs> the Salt and Pepper Podcast. If you're gone, I totally understand. I would have laughed. I just made this around sound. Did you see I was going from no, either side that of the was microphone? Not. That was like honestly high tech of me to do that that was awful who are you i'm olivia i'm an entrepreneur i'm a brand builder and today that's all i am and across from me is lisa brosser i'm lisa i brosser i'm a sausage packer so when you think of like (laughs) you're not looking at me because you'll start laughing (laughs) the you know like the lining i i i put the meat into the lining you stuff it into this the yes packets um and (laughs) my current obsession is i actually have so many surprisingly because today is probably one of my worst days I've had in a really long time but I've also not taken my medication in the last okay I told Olivia two days I think it's three or four Lisa I'm sorry you have to be consistent I took two today I'm gonna crush which I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to do then that would be three okay well we gotta do what we gotta do so I ended up taking one I'm just mad at my husband for probably not that great of a reason, but this intro right now. I'm so sorry, Allie. Um, who is our guest for today? We'll get into that later. Um, oh okay, my. so my current obsessions. It's my birthday week. Everyone, Everybody look at knows me. It's look your at birthday. me. Go follow me or just tell me happy birthday. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Zav is usually a great husband. Um, <laughs> I'm just so salty today. Um, he has planned a great supposedly birthday surprise and every single day he leaves me a note in the morning first thing in the morning to wake up to 
and it's a clue to Does he really? Yeah. And you're mad. I can still be mad at my husband yeah, but be for 50, being super annoying. Be 50% less mad because that's really sweet. I'm okay. It's just timing, you know? I have oh other gosh. stuff. I'll save them for other weeks. You're going to like bury a hole in the ground with how hot you are right now, how spicy you are right I now. I know. I love today's interview though. I do too. What's your current obsession? Um, my current obsession are their reels on Instagram hmm. because I'm really liking them and not just because one went viral. Go check it out at Olivia Corinne. Um, but it's like, it's encouraging. I want to be very clear. I don't care about like likes and followers. Obviously it's nice. Don't roll your eyes. It's, <laughs> it's nice because that's just a, it's like a natural thing that comes with making content and being consistent. And obviously you need to get likes and followers to have a successful business in a small sense of that. You know what I'm saying, but I'm not like sitting over here like, Oh, my real only got, you know what I mean? But for me, it's cool to create content because I put so much effort into my content. Sometimes it takes me six or seven hours to edit a photo and like, I just really try. But then with this reel, I was just trying. It was the first reel I had ever done and it got like almost 90,000 views. And it was like just really encouraging to feel like people were appreciating the work I put in. Your spooky photo was really cool. Thanks. I thought it turned out real. It turned out so good. It looked real. Yes. And it, it was made it, it made it like freaky. I actually was like, wait, how many sets of hands are those? Like how many people were with you? And then when <laughs> you know. showed everyone like how you edited it, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, uh, again, for anybody in this industry, you know, you know what it's like to be able to be like, oh, people appreciate. I guess I should keep making this stuff. Good. So silver lining. Let's get into the silver lining of the week. Sorry, that was a bad Okay, so my silver lining. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just like had a seizure when you were doing that. What just happened? I, I, uh, so my, my silver lining is yesterday I didn't drink coffee. I ended up getting a migraine, the only the second migraine in my life, not tooting my own horn because habits, addictions. It was so bad. This usually doesn't happen, but I've been so consistent in my coffee drinking that now I'm dependent on it, but I'm not going to stop. So whatever. Um. Anyways, my silver lining, I guess, is I took some medication that my mom gave me and um, I took a good nap. Not a good nap. It was like 15 minutes because children, Um. but it went away. So Wait, that's great. You just drink coffee. Um, because I was at my mom's and she has awful coffee at her house. So you would rather have a migraine than drink I bad coffee? I literally tried. I'm so sorry if you drink Keurig coffee, but I anything. cannot. I'm not apologizing to you. I'm apologizing to also, our listeners. Also, you just said what I say. I'm so sorry, but. So I guess I am sorry <laughs> if you like that because that's really sad. Um, No, it's not. If you're, if you can be used to that, I love that. I wish, yeah, you have to be used to it because you drink it all the time and you don't know what good coffee is. That's a great, I think that's a great asset in your life. I am too snobby and I grew up in Portland. I'm so sorry. Okay, there's me again. (laughs) I have said that before. I'm not you. We're just really similar. I'm like ruining the audio. Look at those spikes. Yeah, thanks um, a lot. At least you're not sucking a cough drop this time. Do you want me to scream? 
because sure. I will ruin the audio This is just as much for your you podcast edit. as it is mine. Oh, you're editing this podcast this week, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun to toy with you when you're wound so tight. I don't I'm know when you're going to explode. Literally, I'm so close. I'm about to like, I don't, I was going to say run around your house. You won't. But my stomach hurts so freaking <laughs> bad right now. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Allie. <sighs> you okay over there? I'm fine. Need a bottle of water dump on your head? No. Um, I will just say, even though you're not going to listen to me for everyone else listening, that on the flip side, I can appreciate really good coffee, but I like coffee so much I can just drink any. Like if I was somewhere and I needed to have coffee, Keurig, fine. Like I don't care. No, I I have. If you like coffee so much, then you appreciate good coffee and you don't like bad coffee because you appreciate coffee so much so no, when I, it's done I get poorly, what you're saying but like to have a migraine over that so you take medicine you don't kill yourself by drinking awful you don't think that's like a tad bit dramatic like oily uh watery okay. there's a lot of drama happening you know you know here. here and let me be the peacemaker that I am and look at all sides because I already have another if you can get Keurig like Storyville or um make your own Keurig cup then there you go I just like coffee but the one that I got isn't good so what's your silver lining did you say it I haven't been listening <laughs> It's a day. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so my silver lining is, so since April, um, we, as in Tay and I, have been working on a collection with Velvet and Fur, uh, which is our business, with Indie Fox. Her name is Sarah Vio, but you guys probably know her if you're in the Instagram space as Indie Fox, and she's honestly, like, just the best person, and um, we've been working on a collection with her, and it's rock and roll... Harley Davidson, Flames. It's like everything that she is. She lives in Nashville. She's so cool. Anyway, we've been working for, I can't even, I don't even know how to count the amount of hours. And uh, it came out today, actually, literally an hour ago. So it feels good to just like not be done with it in a bad way, but be like, okay, now we can like move forward. We're going into the holidays, which I've never had an e-commerce business during the holidays. So I have a feeling it's going to be a good time. And um yeah, so my silver lining is uh, that it's done. And whether we make a ton of sales or we don't, I'm just excited that we are done with it and all of that stuff. Yay. Okay. And <laughs> um, all right. So today on the show, we have Allie Grant, who is the founder of Be Social. And she is so amazing. So she represents Becca Tilly, who was on our show. I'm not sure. Remember, I don't remember what episode date, but go back, listen to it. It was so good. But she represents Becca Tilly, so many other amazing people, huge influencers, and she's just so awesome. She started this business when she was 24, um, basically just sacrificed like everything to do it. And she's just like somebody really to look up to, um, super down to earth, super fun to talk to. And uh, yeah, if you're a business owner or you're aspiring to be one and you don't know where to start or what to do, she has so many places for you to look for. And she is very inspirational, just her journey 
And where she's at now is very inspiring for us as that's something that we are currently doing. Um, And so I think you guys, whether or not you have a business, will have a lot to look up to. Yes, I agree with all of that. I actually had a lot of fun. Um, Just like I love talking to people about like business and influencers. And we talk about Disney, of course, because why wouldn't we? And um, yeah. So anyway, uh, let's uh, get on into the interview. Take off and away. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) I'm waiting for you to join in. What do you want me to do? Let's get to the show. Let's get into the show. You're the worst. <laughs> All right. Well, we are sitting here, um, not in physical form, but we are sitting here with Allie Grant, and we're so excited to have her on the show. Um, thank you so much for being here, Allie. Do you want to just tell everybody a little bit about you? Yeah, definitely. First off, I'm super excited to be here, so thank you. Um, yeah, I'm Allie Grant. Um, I'm the founder of a company called Be Social, which is how I think you guys probably found me. Um, and our company represents a lot of digital creators and influencers um, from reality TV stars like Becca Tilly, who was just on the show, to Whitney Carson from Dancing with the Stars, um, and YouTubers and TikTokers. Um, so that's like the majority of what I do and how people, I guess, might know me. Um, it's exciting work, crazy work. I'm day in and day out working with influencers and helping them monetize and grow. And um, it's a fun world, but just like a bit chaotic is probably the best way to explain it. Yeah. Oh, I get that for sure. <laughs> I remember when when Lisa and I were prepping for the interview, I was like trying to put in words what Be Social is and like what a media company is and what they do for people. And I'm like in this industry and I feel like I know, but I don't know if I like 100%, 10 out of 10 know. So can you break down exactly what you like Be Social is and what you do and the benefits of working with a media agency? Yeah, definitely. So um, I guess there's like a few schools of thought as like if you're an influencer or a creator and if you want to bring on what we call quote unquote management to your team. Um, And really what we help creators with is growing their platform. So growing their following, strategizing, helping them with content, um, basically everything in that world. And then also diversifying their platforms. So that might be launching a podcast or growing a YouTube channel or getting on TikTok, just so they're not just on one platform like an Instagram. Um, and then beyond that, we're doing brand endorsements. So helping them, you know, connecting them with brands, helping them monetize in that way. And as most people know, a big way influencers make money is through brand collaborations. That's where you see the hashtag ad. So those are partnerships between the influencer and the brand and the influencers being paid to promote that product. So it's a big part of what our day-to-day is, is negotiating those deals, helping our creators find those deals. Um, I would say that's like 80% of what we do. Um, And then, you know, we consider ourselves like, 360, meaning like we don't just focus on digital so we can help creators, you know, get agents for the TV and film space, Um, really anything they want to do. We've launched clothing lines with um, retailers like Macy's. We've launched beauty lines. We're launching a denim line with one of our creators soon. So 
really all across the board. Um, but I would say like the best way to explain it is helping creators grow and monetize online. So I'm really new to figuring all of this stuff out. It wasn't until podcasting that I really started to understand it. So I'm I'm probably going to be the one asking what seems like probably the stupid questions, but I think other people are going to be able to relate who aren't in this field. And yeah. so I, I was curious as far as um, when it comes to management in different companies, is there something that sets you apart from other people? I think that the 360 dynamic is something I actually haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. I love that you're not just like in one area, but like mm-hmm. growing all together. So is there something else that sets you apart or do you think that management companies in general are pretty similar? Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, you know, they're similar. Um, but I think most management companies are rooted in more traditional talent. So you have like the major management companies as well as like agencies, like a CAA and a UTA, their bread and butter and like their core focus is traditional talent. So you're talking about people like a Tom Hanks that they represent. Um, so I think what sets Be Social apart is like we're rooted in digital. Like we're digital first. We represent mostly just digital creators or people who have like natively started on digital. So that is like our main focus and that's what we know. So someone with a million followers on Instagram is like, you know, one of our biggest clients. Like we don't have A-list celebrities on our roster. It's like just not what we do. Um, and I think what also sets us apart is we have a brand division too. So we actually represent brands and help them with their influencer marketing. So that really lends benefit to the influencers we represent because we're often getting deals and collaborations coming through our brand department. Um, So I feel like that's sort of what, you know, makes us stand out a little bit. I, I also have a second part to that question, which is, is there even like specifics as far as who you're looking for in, um, is, is representing a proper word to even yeah. say? Yeah. Are there certain influencers or brands that you're looking for that have maybe um, certain outlets or if they believe in certain things? Mm-hmm. We mostly focus on Instagram creators. Um, that's like 90% of what we do. Um, I think that's just because, you know, the type of relationships we have and the brands that we work with mostly want to engage on that platform. So I think we're typically first looking at someone who has a big Instagram following. Um, and then in terms of like the categories we do really well in, I would say beauty, first and foremost, um, fashion, lifestyle. Um, and we're trying to build this out. We're trying to get more um, different categories. Like we're even looking in something called esports. Like, you know, there are huge creators on um, different platforms in that space, which is not really something I know anything about. But, you know, you're talking about people who have millions and millions of followers. Um, so I think something like that is interesting. But I think first and foremost, we're like fashion, lifestyle, beauty, creators on Instagram. But again, looking to diversify that to TikTok, YouTube, and different platforms and categories. Hmm. So many things. Esports. What is it? <laughs> esports. I don't even know what that is. Is it called Twitch? Yeah, it's like the platform. For oh, that. oh my gosh. Yeah. Play. 
<laughs> games. Like it's crazy. And those people are making so much money, millions of yeah. millions of dollars. It's oh wild. my gosh. Whenever I hear, it's funny, it's always like boomers who talk <laughs> and they always say, one thing I'll never understand is watching somebody play a video game. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't get it either, but they're the top, they're like the top of the top <laughs> yeah. the people. Oh, so wild. I yeah. know. So um, I would love to hop um, back into our, or into our time machine so I can go back a little bit of when you started Be Social. But first... We have mm-hmm. to talk about the most important thing, and that is that uh, you have worked with Disney, which is uh, my number one goal in my whole life. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and I just want to know, just in a few sentences, how amazing that is. Do you feel better than everyone else? Because you are. How exciting was that? Oh, my gosh. I could have this whole this whole podcast could be about that, but I won't make it about that. That's so <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I felt that way too, like, especially growing up. I'm pretty sure, like, my dad bought me, like, Disney stock. And, like, I'd always been, like, so obsessed with, like, all things Disney when I was little. And so I actually, call, like, call this moment sort of my, like, oh, my gosh, I made it moment. Um, because essentially how it happened is I think we were, like, a few years into the agency. Um, and we just got, like, a blind email from the Disney team. Um, and they were launching what was the Minnie Mouse Instagram account. And they needed an agency to help them with like the creative and the strategy and finding influencers. And I was just like jaw dropped. Like I was like, I cannot believe this. Like this is wild. Like it was such a like cool moment. Um, I don't even know how they found us. But anyways, <laughs> the pitch process was really fun. We put together like an amazing deck, spent hours and hours on it. Uh, went to their offices in LA, I think Burbank, um, and pitched their entire team. There's like 12 people in the office or in the meeting room. Um, and then after the meeting, we sent them like a bunch of cupcakes with Minnie Mouse on them, <laughs> from, like sprinkles or something. Um, and then we found out like shortly after that we got the job. And I think we worked with them for about six months to help them launch that Instagram account, which is now doing really, really well. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool moment. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'll forgive you for not reaching out to me about that. But honestly, <laughs> that's the coolest thing ever. And you're part of the Disney family now. And I, I'm always just sitting there with Lisa and I'm like, can you believe people are lucky enough to work with Disney? Like there are people in this world lucky enough to do that. Uh, your favorite Disney like show or movie or character I mean I don't even know if it's like a single I mean I love just um the rock in Moana (laughs) but I love any Disney I just love Disney itself like Walt Disney and what he stands for and like his his whole thing of like building his company and what it stood on is like everything I want for like our brands and you know uh, it's just so magical you know (laughs) it is magical it's a perfect way to put it yeah I'm a mouse fan so it was like really full circle for me yeah (laughs) I can't believe Olivia hasn't even mentioned this yet but we're actually having on an Imagineer pretty soon and she like is borderline about to cry every time we talk about it every time (laughs) (laughs) I literally DM'd him and I was like I'm gonna go wish upon a star like you guys have taught me to do and all this stuff and he was like yeah I'm down I'm like yeah I knew you were down (laughs) oh my gosh I love that for you Uh, okay so now let's everyone get ready we're hopping in our time machine okay we're going back in time I want to know because you started be social when you were 24 right yeah Mm -hmm. okay so 
what was for like what was the catalyst into you starting something so huge why did you want to do it what was the call into doing it and like kind of like what were those beginning stages yeah I think it was a timing thing um I had worked at like two agencies prior I had like what I graduated college at 21 I had three literally three years of experience um but it was super niche like I had worked in editorial and then social media marketing And I thought both were like very interesting. And so I had this idea to sort of like blend the two. Um, And it was also right at the time where a lot of my girlfriends were starting blogs and kind of growing a following. And I thought that was like very interesting. So I wanted a company that, you know, did traditional editorial, had a social media focus and worked with influencers. And there wasn't like tons of that going on at the time. Like, PR agencies were focused on PR, editorial, traditional marketing. Social media agencies were like building social apps and doing things on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And then there wasn't really like a place for people to focus on influencers and bloggers. They were sort of just like not really thinking about it in like a serious way. Um, And I saw like my friends start to have brands reach out to them and to get paid for things and gifted. And I was like, there's a real opportunity here. And so... I thought that this was really going to be a big thing. Um, And so I just sort of took the chance. I quit my job at the time and just started and just did it. I didn't have like tons to lose, right? I was like, okay, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to try it for three months. And if it doesn't work out, then I'm going to go look for another job. And that's what it's going to be. But I had confidence in myself. And I was like, I guess like so naive because I was so young. I was like, what could go wrong? (laughs) Looking back, I'm like, oh my God, so much can go wrong starting a business. (laughs) And there's so many things you don't even think about. Like I was like, yeah, I'm excited to do influencer marketing. But like, as the sole, you know, proprietor of a company, it's like you have to do accounting and literally everything in between, which I had no experience doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I had this idea, went for it, and I guess I'm now looking back, glad I, I did, but I had tons of ups and downs just because I had so little working experience, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I feel like being naive going into stuff is actually kind of a strength because like you said, you don't know everything that could could go wrong or the amount of work that it takes. Um, But I would love for you to speak on or maybe even just give advice to younger people listening or I guess any people of any age that they want to do something they're nervous about. They're just afraid. They're afraid of maybe like you said, what could go wrong or what their friends will think or Mm -hmm oh, this isn't going to work. There's no way I shouldn't quit my job. That's irresponsible. All of that stuff. Can I hop on and say, like, can you go into also with that? Because I think what what we need as young people for encouragement is, oh, but I can't do accounting. So although I started this, like, I'm going to give up now because I'm not good at that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always... um think of the phrase learn by doing. And so it's like, you just have to like dive in and do and like, know you're going to make mistakes, but that's okay. Like you have to do it and learn it and like grow from it. And I think fear is obviously one of the biggest things that holds us back. And I'm so glad that I was so like naive and just like confident in myself that I'm going to make it work. Um, and I think also another thing that holds people back is imposter syndrome. So thinking that, you know, you're not good enough or you don't know the things that you actually know. And I deal, deal with that to this day. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that you just like have to get out of your mind. And it's such a difficult thing to do. Um, but I think looking back, 
and I'm 32 now. And I remember when I was like 24, 25, and I was in a room with someone who was 32, I would look at them and be like, oh my gosh, she has so much experience. Like she knows what she's doing. She has it all together. Like I can't, I can't talk in front of her, but now I'm like, I'm, I'm that woman. I'm 32 now. And I look at the 25 year old and I'm like, she's just as, you know, she knows just as much as I do. And I think that I'm now like, oh my gosh, I don't know what she knows. Cause she's all part of TikTok and all this stuff. And so I think that feeling just like never goes away and you just have to ignore it. I would say that's like my biggest piece mm. of advice. And I think too, getting some sort of mentor, if you can, I never had one, mostly because I was like too afraid to like reach out to someone and ask them. But it is as simple as like finding someone on LinkedIn, sending them a message, sending them an email and just saying like, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. Can we start with like a phone call or something like that. And I think more people, more often than not, people want to like share their experience and sort of like talk about themselves. So I, I think people will say yes more than you think. I have to say, I, I think one big reason why you're so successful is because you have enough, um, have enough to say like, okay, I'm smart enough to do this, but not too much pride to say I already know more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And always saying like, just the fact that you can say in your 30s, like I still have so much to learn from someone in their 20s, or I'm sure you work with people so much younger than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important also in business that you're always learning and you're never going to be perfect. And I think that's one thing that business owners need to have as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think humility is like very important in business uh, and knowing that you don't know it all. Mm. Um, And I think that, you know, being kind in business and humble and all of those things are extremely important. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, I think something I always think of, too, is like, I don't really think anybody knows what they're doing. And I don't really think anybody has like a handle on everything. Like obviously people are more experienced or whatever, but I think like everybody is somewhat scared, even if it's like a percent and people are nervous to do stuff. But like you said, sometimes you just have to dive in and or jump out of that plane and you're just like, okay, my parachute will come out at like some point, like hopefully before I hit the ground. But it usually does come out. And that's like the common thread we hear in like almost every single person we talk to about stuff. Um, But I think... Lisa also had a question. So you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know, like, how do you tap into that drive and how do you keep from keeping, how do you stay sane? <laughs> um, first off, I'm not sane. So, <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. Me neither. <laughs> I am like totally the most like anxious, like nervous type of person. So. Oh, I love you. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I feel like, and then people always ask me like, how do you like stay balanced? I was like, I don't, I'm not balanced. And that's maybe why like I am able to grow this company because I focus too much time on it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I feel like for me, things like fitness and taking care of my body and getting enough sleep are the things that like, I guess help me stay a little bit more sane, but let's maybe. Maybe, okay, maybe not current day, Allie, Um, but I know that like starting your company, you've mentioned in other interviews that um, there have been times like you're just like crying and you you don't know how you're going to get through to the next day. And so like, where do you tap into that drive and just say like, no, I have to keep doing this? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm not actually totally money motivated. So it's never like, oh, I, I need to like get that check or I need to do that. I think it's like the idea that I really wanted to like grow something and like be known for creating this company and like having all these influencers that we represent and sign and we're really like growing their businesses and like just sort of like leaving that like legacy, if you will, of like helping others to kind of be empowered and sort of build the next generation of entrepreneurs. And I think that's what just like excites me. Like every little win um, kind of pushes me forward. And like, I, I remember those times when I'm having like a downtime and I'm like, oh, but remember when, you know, that clothing line launched in whatever retailer and everyone was so excited on the team and we had such a great feeling. So just like thinking about the wins in the past sort of helped me get through the tough, tough times in business. I really love that. I I would say I'm very similarly motivated. It's not the money, but it's like, what can I leave behind? Like I have two boys and I'm like, what can I show them that mm-hmm. like, like hard work pays off and not even money wise, but like as far as like building wisdom or having yeah. something that like helps like future generations too. So I, I really love that because that's really helpful for me. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of on the flip side of that, which it sounds like so depressing, but it's not meant to be. But for, <laughs> for the people like I guess that don't have a lot of wins yet, what would you tell them if like they have such a passion and they want to keep going and maybe they just started or maybe they've been doing whatever they've been doing for a few years and they're not really seeing what they want to see yet? what would you tell them to keep going if it's not relying on maybe the things that have come from their business or brand yet? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We we're doing this thing called be social uni where we're like mentoring a handful of like up and coming communications professionals. And that's the question that I've been actually getting asked the most. Like, how do you stay positive when you keep having a loss after loss after loss and you feel like you just can't get ahead Um, So I feel like that's sort of a reoccurring theme, especially like new professionals recently out of college. Um, We're in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on the world in the world that's extremely negative. Um, And what I've told them is like, just keep, keep building, keep working, like keep putting the puzzle pieces together and something is going to stick. And you're going to have that like moment of like, okay, the tables have turned, I'm on the right path. And so I think it's just like that tenacity and building and like continuing to believe in yourself, even if it just doesn't feel like it's all coming together, it will. And trust me, like in the beginning of my business, I was like, so frantic, like I wasn't making any money. I was like, you know, hunched over on my kitchen table in my like small little (laughs) apartment, like trying to figure my life out. And I was like, what did I just do? And I certainly had time tons of like losses in the beginning before something stuck. And I was like, okay, I'm on the right path. Mm -hmm. So it's a hard, I know. (laughs) I know. I feel like four times a day, I'm like, so what am I doing with my life? (laughs) You know, it's just always wondering. But one thing I like to think about too is, um, it kind of sounds silly, but like La La Land's one of my favorite movies. And I think, I think about her following her dreams. And then I think, even if I'm like 90 and maybe I never got the quote unquote success that I thought I, that I wanted 
at least I spent my whole life pursuing my dreams and not just working for somebody because I thought I had to or fill these boxes I'm supposed to fill. And so I think for a lot of people, it's like, yes, but I didn't get the new car and all that money. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe you'll never have that. But at least you tried like you tried a lot for a long time, you know? (laughs) I love that. I also think there's like so there's like such like a societal like pressure to, you know, at 25, you need to like, I don't know, have a house or have like a career. And by 30, you need to be married with kids. Like there's so much pressure. And I think that that is what like stresses people out Mm -hmm. and makes them feel like they're not winning. When if you just like remove that stereotype, like you probably are winning in your own special way, you know? Oh, yeah. You're you're preaching to the choir. We live in a small town, so we I get that so much. <laughs> um, so my favorite thing when I uh, when I talk to people about starting a business is when they tell me that they don't have any time, um, and then also um, that they're just not even just afraid. But I think a lot of people don't want to sacrifice things. So could you talk about um, maybe all, I'm sure you spent endless amounts of time building be social but also what were the things you had to sacrifice at a really young age to build the business you have now partying <laughs> like, yep. when you think about like 24 like you know we're like all recent college grads new jobs like our first jobs you know people were going to the clubs going on trips and I'm like I literally have to write this press release or I have to do this event in the morning like and it I didn't think of my job as like I'm nine to five clocked in clocked out it was like all encompassing it was like all the time because this was like my livelihood and how I made money like I had to like be so focused so I'd say that was one but I'm I guess I'm sort of glad I didn't get into that scene um I think just like personal relationships I think that you know, when you're like a busy entrepreneur or busy, you know, doing whatever you're doing, like it's, it's hard to keep up personal relationships and friendships. Um, and so I sort of always was challenged with that because I wasn't able to give like all of myself um, in ways that I wish I could have. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, again, like I've just like focused a lot of my time um, in my business and not so much in like, love relationships and things like that, that maybe like my friends, you know, have. So, but I'm like completely content with where I am. I'm like really happy where I am. Um, so I guess everything works out for a reason. Mm, Yeah, no, totally. I feel like the word no is the most important thing you could ever have in a business. And I know sometimes it can hurt people, but also I think you find out really who your friends are in those times too. Cause you know, I'm, I am going to say no to like a ton of things, but I'll say yes to like the really important things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like people have to sacrifice so many things and I think they see people like you or uh, other people in this industry and they're like, oh, she got there and it was like so easy. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't see all of the things that she had to say no to or sacrifice along the way. Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm curious if um, there was anyone or anything you drew inspiration from, like maybe any books that you could recommend or articles or people. Yeah, I was really into like, I just like, like creeping the internet and like reading articles and I feel like Apple news is like my resource for everything. But starting off my business, I was like really into Mashable because there was like so much like digital trends and things like that, that I like really 
grew inspiration from and it was just like inspired by. Um, and then I also like more recently when I was getting into managing employees and things like that, I read a book called Radical Candor and it is so good and really like shifted my mindset on how to handle employees, how to be a better manager, which I was like not good at at all for so long. Um, so I feel like that was um, something that really sort of changed my mindset. And then nowadays, I mean, I, you know, I'm so lucky to have a great friend group that is also very entrepreneurial and they're really, you know, successful in their careers. And so like, I'm very inspired by them and able to bounce ideas around. And I think that to me today is really where I like draw my inspiration from and feel like it fuels the fire because we're all kind of doing really cool things in our own way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And um, I would love for you to talk. I know you said that you went to college for a few years, but um, mm -hmm. can you can you talk to the people who maybe didn't go to college that want to start a business and the resources they can use and how it is possible? Because I know you said you love to um, learn by doing. Mm -hmm. So if you could elaborate a little bit more on that, because I think that's a lot of people that a lot of people that I know that mm -hmm. um, want to start something, they feel like they need to go to college or they need to do all these things. But I feel like you don't really need that in 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, college is an interesting thing, right? Like I felt like I just mostly like partied the whole time and it was like in a sorority. And like, I probably learned like good, like communication and like building friendships and networking and things like that. But like day to day, I can't remember a thing I learned in the classroom. Um, so <laughs> there's yeah. that. Um, I think, you know, I think college is great though. Like I think that's one way to kind of build your network and go out and find a career and build off of that. I also think too, like you can go back to college at any age. There's online college. There's, you know, there's so many options. There's also like credentials and things that you can take through like Harvard and things like that. So there's tons of things like that. But again, like going to your point, like you don't need a college degree. I mean, especially in the industry that I'm in, like I'm not a doctor, like I don't need any formal degree. <laughs> I just need to be able to be creative and smart and do things and help my clients and build them. And so I think, you know, if you have a passion and you're creative and, you know, you're sort of, you have the right things like all lined up that can help you build a business like this, like just go and do it. And I think there's so many resources online to help you figure out how to start a business. Create and cultivate is like the perfect example. Mm -hmm. There are so many resources on there to getting started. Um, they just did a small business summit that I was part of. And it was like the people talking on there were so inspiring. And I don't think one time anyone talked about like where they went to college or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I think that that's like not even a thing people discuss. It's kind of mm -hmm. funny. Um, yeah. and I don't, you know, like I don't have any like fancy degree, you know, I went to a state school in California and, um, so I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I assume that's probably a roadblock for people, but I think, you know, look deep and like you're, you can do it without a college degree a hundred percent. And there's so many resources online that can help you create whatever you want to create. 
Yeah, no, totally. I always, um, I listen to the Skinny Confidential podcast because, you know, she's the best. And Michael always talks about how when he has people apply for a position at Dear Media, he doesn't look at any type of credentials, where they've worked, where they went to college. He looks at what they've done and what their portfolio is. And I feel mm-hmm. like that is so encouraging. And I also feel like that's the future of really anything, like you said, other than I would love it if my doctor like had a degree. I think that would be great. <laughs> but I think like anything else... You you know, like there are some of the most talented, like graphic designers, people that I know that do not have a college degree. So the opportunities I feel like are endless. So it doesn't really leave room for excuses anymore. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's a good way to put it. Um, so I would love for you to talk a little bit about um, what like bringing value in your business means to you and to be social because I know you talked about how you love to work with people um, that bring a lot of value and I feel like that's so important because even you said which it kind of seems like it might come from your personal life of not being driven by money or trying to get that um, ad you know that people want but bringing true value to your audience um, I feel like that's what makes people really successful. But I would I would love to hear, even in your personal life with mm-hmm. Be Social or whatever you do, how you bring value and also speaking to people that um, maybe aren't really doing that right now and they really want encouragement to, to learn what they want to teach their audience and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's like really deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, what? No. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's a really good question. I think, you know, initially when starting the business, I was just sort of like surface level of what my value was, right? Like, it's like, okay, yeah, I can help you get Instagram followers or I can help you make money or whatever. But I think now it's like gone so much deeper than that. And like the value that Be Social and our team can bring some of these like budding entrepreneurs is like, we can help them build a brand and something that can like, carry them from like today for the next 30 years plus. And I think that is just really exciting, right? Like we can help build someone's like livelihood and how they make money and how they like get out there. And like just building a brand is like such a, such an exciting thing. So I feel like that's sort of the value now that Be Social brings to our clients is like really helping them build a brand. And it's beyond just like followers or money. It's so much more than that. And then in my personal life, I think that's something that I have been sort of struggling with recently. Like, I feel like I'm so like everything I focus on, not everything, but like a good majority is like, it's so, you know, it's commercial, it's like monetizing, it's money, it's, you know, all of that. And sometimes it feels so superficial. And so I sort of get like very like down on myself because I think I, I feel like I can do more and I'm meant to do more than that. So I'm definitely working on that and what that looks like. Um, we've recently partnered with a nonprofit called Freedom in Fashion, where our team has been putting in a lot of like effort to um, help them grow. And so stuff like that has been really like inspiring and empowering. And I just want to get more into that. I just don't know exactly what that looks like and how that will unfold. But I feel like there's more for me to explore there. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see Allie in the next five to 10 years and what she figures out. Cause I think you're onto something. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so I have, I have one more question before like we ask our like final question, but um, I, I think it's really huge and it's something I'm even trying to work on cause it's really hard. Um, and it's a little bit more like 
like businessy, but being like multifaceted um, as an influencer or as an as a creator, not just putting all of your eggs in one basket. Um, I always imagine what it would be like if Instagram deleted their app and what would happen to uh-huh. to people. <laughs> and it's actually so scary to think that we put our trust in in a, a platform we don't own. Um, but it's really easy to do that. And like, like I said, I do that a lot. So, um, for the people listening who maybe they want to be an influencer or a creator, um, what, what advice would you give them to maybe start slow? Cause I think people get really overwhelmed. Like I got to do YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all these things instead of just taking it one step at a time. Um, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I agree with you in that, like being, multifaceted or like diversifying your platforms is sort of the way we say it. Like imagine if Instagram deleted tomorrow, like what else do you have? So we typically like, you know, we start mostly with Instagram influencers, right? Who have like a pretty strong following there. And then I think there is this sort of like, oh, I need to do like all these other things. But we typically say like choose one to two other platforms to focus on. Um, so that could be TikTok or YouTube, YouTube. And then we really push for people to create a website because that's actually something you do own. Like even if you're on YouTube or on TikTok, you don't own those either. And if they're gone tomorrow, so is your channel, you know? So um, building some sort of website is important. Um, and then I think like thinking beyond digital and social media, like what else can you bring to the table and what else can you build? That's like your own IP. So whether that's like a clothing brand or whatever it might be like writing a book or a podcast, like just anything that is yours to keep and you own and can also potentially monetize. Um, so that's kind of like our school of thought and like how we, you know, work with our influencers typically. But I think back to the other point too, is like, don't try and do it all because you're basically just going to like half-ass it, you know, like by putting half your effort into like 10 platforms is not going to like, it's just not going to grow. It's not going to be successful. So I'd say like do one really, really well and then start, you know, building off of that. Cause it's also really difficult to get like Instagram followers. So then move to your podcast or to move to your blog or whatever it might be that takes time. So mm-hmm. that would yeah. be my, my tip. That's good. Totally. And then, you know, Instagram just gives us more things to do like reels and it makes everybody oh, so oh happy. <laughs> I, I like have been having fun with the reels. I'm like into them. I, I, I want to do more of them, but I don't, I don't know. I've I, done three. No, me too. I think I did three last week and then one went viral and I was like, oh my gosh, there's paparazzi outside. Like I'm so famous. (laughs) And and I was like, oh, reels work. Okay, cool. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, no, they really work. I think if you're like, um, you know, thinking about, oh, I want to do video, I would say like do reels IGTV over like YouTube right now Mm because there is such like a way to go viral, sort of like TikTok too, like where you literally can go from zero to a hundred and like 24 hours. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, we're just waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> we're waiting for the perfect trend to take over us. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so we love to ask our guests um, what their silver lining is. So just something good that came from something bad or challenging, but it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be like, it can be one incident all over your whole life right now, whatever that looks like. I think it would be probably, I mean, in business wise, I think it would be like sort of all the failures with like employee management and like learning how to be a good manager. Um, 
you know, really having some like dark downs in that regard, like was what helped me to become a better manager and to put investment and resources and like learning those skills because they didn't come naturally to me. And so kind of having those skills now are something that I like really cherish because it was like, it took a while. <laughs> and a lot, like I said, like a lot of downs to kind of, you know, figure out how to do it properly. So I would say that. And, and again, like I'm still massively learning how to figure that out. I think that's like the hardest part of business is managing the people that work for you. For me anyway, some people it's yeah. like totally becomes natural or is natural for them, but it's not for me. Yeah. No, I get that. I was a manager of a coffee shop and uh, it was quite the experience. So I can't even imagine if it's like your actual baby that you want to take care of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, if you could just tell everybody where to find you, find Be Social, any like new upcoming projects you have. Yeah. Um, so Instagram's probably the best um, at Be Social Group and then just at Ali Grant. Um, and then stuff that's coming out or up, like, we have so much going on. Um, like I said, launching a denim line with one of the, or two of the talent we represent, which is really exciting. Some other product lines coming out, signing new talent. Um, we have something called the kit coming out, uh, which is like an influencer mailer that we're really excited about. There's a lot going on. It's like, it feels really <laughs> and it feels good. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. great. Thank you so much Thank for being. This so was much. so fun. And now I cannot believe you're going to go tell Disney about me. And it's going to be <laughs> so great. <laughs> oh, so well, thank you guys. It's so much fun. Yes, of course. All right, Shakers. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode today with Allie. I know that this was one of my favorite episodes so far. It is so fun to talk to somebody who has worked so hard to get to where they are today um, and really just is inspirational. So we hope that you guys, even if you're maybe not starting a business, but you're trying to do something else or you want to follow your dreams, that you just got a lot of insight because I know that Lisa and I really did, especially listening to this back. Um, if you haven't yet, if you could um, head on over to Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. It means the world to us. Um, come on, you know you want to hit those five stars. And even if you don't, um, give us some feedback. We would love to hear um, any of your thoughts on either today's show or any of the shows prior to this. Um, you can follow us personally at Olivia Crin and at It's Lisa Brosser. And you can also follow us at It's the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram. You can just go on and swipe down below and there will be links in the show notes. You can also find all of Allie's links today too to check out Be Social and her personal account um, and just see all of the exciting things that she is doing you can also join our secret facebook group um the salt and pepper podcast insiders there we just chat really about anything and about some of the topics on the show so thank you so much for listening and we will see you next tuesday thanks for listening tune in every tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts be sure to subscribe and please rate and review Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.